Are you looking for a practice coach? If you are, go to ptpracticesuccess.com. At the very top of the page, there's a button. Just click on that to find out more. Welcome to the PT Practice Success Podcast. My name is Sean Kirk, CEO of PT Practice Success. In this podcast, we're going to be going over a variety of different things that can help you with your practice. We're going to be working step-by-step through certain areas of a practice, such as how to improve your schedule control, how to improve your case acceptance, your patient compliance, anything related to how to get referrals from current and past patients, some ideas about billing, etc. I hope you enjoy what's coming. Hey, I wanted to go over a couple of things with you I think might be valuable. You know, what I look at is that there's actually six key areas of practice success. So when you're trying to evaluate another guy's practice, so you have your own practice, your own problems, your own issues, just imagine you're going to go in and evaluate another guy's practice with the same problems and the same issues. Sometimes when you look at another guy's problems, you can see things in his business that you can't see in your own. So what we look at in six key areas of a practice is if these six areas are running well, very well dissected, your practice is a raging success. So the six areas consist of one, excellent schedule book control. So what we mean by excellent schedule book control? Well, that we got the planet care scheduled out. We have a high percentage of arrivals for the organization, but also for each that would require every clinician. We'd also want to look at the average patient frequency. How often does a patient come in per, you know, per week? Is it two times, one time, three times, 1.5 times? Get that number really dialed down. We can get into the metrics of where our numbers really need to be laying down at another one of our our, uh, calls. The next thing I want to pay attention to in the next step is mastering our patient compliance. See, one of the things that happens is we think that when we go over the plan of care with the patient is that the patient is buying it. They're nodding their head. That doesn't mean they agree. They're here for one reason. That reason is pain relief. And as soon as they come out of that pain relief, they are done. They want to do something else. So when we look at mastering patient compliance, what we're dealing with here is how do we get the patient to agree with the plan of care and Follow with that plan of care from beginning to the end. Now, in another presentation, I'm going to dissect that area. So if you haven't signed up for these series, you should do so now. Okay? Next thing we want to look at is the expert management of your billing and collections. Okay, so I'm not going to dive into some kind of big insurance, how to handle everything kind of workshop with you, and definitely not on this call. But we want to be able to look at the metrics, such as, are we coding the same, like all of our patients as a Medicare patient? Or are we using the rule of eights or the eight minute rule where we need to be using it? And sometimes we don't pay attention to whether we have the rule of eight options that we're using intelligently. Most of the time we're looking at patient visits, codes, how many, just the general average. But if you take the time, either your finance person or you as an owner, to take the time every week to see if your clinicians could be bettering their coding, this can make a massive difference in your bottom line, even a greater difference than your ability to get patients to keep an appointment. 
you know, you can improve your percentage of arrivals by 5%. And, and granted, it, it's a bump in income. But if you better your code by maybe 0.25, it's an crazy amount of income that you'll make over anything you do on arrival rate. Now, another area to pay attention to is getting referrals from your existing patients. Everybody gets them, but very few people actively go at it. So what we're going to be going over in another presentation is how to get your patients to not only buy into their plan of care, but want others to have the help that they've received from you. And you're going to know how to ask for and get a referral while your happy patient is in your clinic. Okay? Now the next thing is the how do we master our uh, increase our physician referrals. If we can increase our doctor referrals into our practice, um, well, who wouldn't want that, right? But for many of us, we're focusing on how to get more and more and more and more direct access. But if you land a couple of doctors that send you one or two patients a week, man, you're in clover. So it starts to add up pretty quickly. And so there, how do we get a message to a doctor of which he will respond to with him sending his patients to you? So we're going to be diving into that more on another one of our calls, right? But in this particular presentation, I want you to realize that doctors deal with getting patients out of pain. You deal with getting patients out of pain. If you could focus on removing the pain associated with the doctors referring their patients out to physical therapy, in other words, you take away his headaches, you solve his problems of that patient who's not doing well, you fix that patient, but you solve other headaches. And if you know what those headaches are, and you could craft a very good marketing campaign around resolving those headaches, you're going to get more patients. So in the last area, the sixth area, is improving staff efficiency. So this is having the right people on the right seats of the bus, not overburdened in one direction or another, having a one-to-one ratio between clinical and administrative staff members, Um, sometimes that's a worthwhile thing to look at. Take your full-time equivalents. If you have any techs, I usually count them as half if they work full-time. 50% admin, 50% clinical. And I add up my staff. Do I have the right staff on the right seats of the bus? Also, do I have somebody with a full-time job which is to drive business in the door? Do we have that? If you don't, you're going to be hurting. So just as an overview, those are the six key areas of practice success. I hope that they are of help to you. And um, we'll be dialing into each one of them on subsequent calls. Thanks. Thanks so much for hanging in there, catching this particular podcast. I hope you got some things out of this that you can apply to your practice. If you haven't subscribed to the PT Practice Success podcast channel, please do so now. And I'll catch you next time. If you like what you heard today, consider our coaching program. Go to ptpracticesuccess.com and click on the link at the top of the page.